Are you recording this shit or what? Welcome back to another edition of the Para Podcast. This week we're going to uh, throw together the review and the preview, um, just because we're all a bit short on time, and um, I know that uh, Forty won't be able to be with us tonight. So first of all, I'm joined by Bertie. Hey, how's it going? Uh, not Forty tonight, but Ham. Yeah. And PM. Good evening. All right. Well, we won't jump into news because there's not too much this week. Um, we'll jump straight into the reviews, which saw in the first grade the Eels going down two to the Raiders 18. Um, another loss, which sees our season start 0-6. Uh, alarm bells ringing now. I think it's past that stage, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, nope, sorry, Pam. I think it's past the stage of alarm bells. I think it's uh, not far off last rights, unless we can really turn this around the next couple of weeks. But I, I bring up the five points last week based on the previous game, and probably the previous five games and not a lot has changed on that. Manor did get more minutes and his output was much be- was much better because he got the more minutes. But really overall, we still are giving away some dumb penalties. We're rushing our plays. Again, we get the opponent's 20. We're going too much sideways and not enough four. We don't seem to have any players running on a back angle coming across. There wasn't really a lot of positives out of that game apart from um, Guffo, the King Guffo coming back and he got through the game unscathed. So that's probably the only positive I can see out of uh, the game against the Raiders on the weekend. Yeah, we finally took the two and it ended up being the only points that we scored <laughs> in the end. So that's, you know, everyone's calling taking the two, taking the two and, you know, we took the two and that was it. Um, but yeah, I was, I was my my biggest disappointment in this game was Manu Mao. I just that for me the first two tries that were scored were sort of directly his well yeah like coming from him he needed to push across um, for that to help out George Jennings need to pull across and then um, trying to rush Caesar for the pass um, should have been sliding out there so you know yeah he was uh, that was disappointing from Manu and you know a disappointing start to the season about him and and on Sterlo's rap you know he brought up two good points which was uh, when you do your homework on the Raiders uh, if BJ Lua goes for a quick play the ball um, at, from dummy half they're always going to attack the blind side and the second point is nobody falls for a bloody Blake Austin dummy these days. <laughs> um, how many does he throw it out there? And that's all he's got in his repertoire. And uh, Norman took it hook, line and sinker. It's just, it's simply just not good enough. And it all comes back to, uh, I guess, a bit of confidence at this point. Um, and I just wanted to bring up one um, quote from the great Vince Lombardi. Confidence is ca- contagious and so is the lack of it. And at the moment... Um, it's spreading like wildfire, that lack of confidence in this team. Um, as PM was saying, you know, rushing those plays, uh, that'd be highlighted by that play after earning a repeat set from Norman. Uh, we kick on the third when it just simply wasn't on and Kotrick was back there. So they're, they're quickly running out of ideas and um, I, I don't know what to do about it all. Um, that's up to BA, I guess. Yeah, I thought that period where um, where we did go get those two repeat sets, we're actually working through the sets you know, there wasn't much going in attack, but to get those two repeat sets was absolutely fantastic. And then we just just threw it away on the second tackle. I think um, Cumberland Throw tweeted out saying it was uh, Bevan French that called Mitch Moses over saying that Kotrick was uh, playing up and in there. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, for 
we didn't need to we didn't need to score on the second tackle there. We could have we could have waited a whole set to score, and even if we didn't, we would have had them defending over and over again. And against the um, Raiders with their big boys, that's what we needed really. Um, but we just seemed to want to score, and I can understand that because uh, we're we were zero and five at the time. We were close. We'd had a few sets on their line. Um, I can understand why uh, we we wanted to. Uh, take the chip in um, across field. And I think I said it on Twitter after that it just looks like it's a team of, of strangers that have shown up to their first game together. Um, everybody, it's it's not through lack of effort, it's through um, lack of team cohesion, lack of, uh, I guess, uh, combination building, um, everybody lacking in confidence, of course, um, but I, I, I'm not sure how to bring it back from here. Um, obviously, uh, get a couple of points early against Manly would be a great start, but... I, I just don't see it at the moment. I only um I missed the first sixty minutes because I had to go pick up a relative from the airport. So I watched the last twenty minutes, but then watched the replay. And yeah, just it just I reckon they're scared shitless or scared sorry scared of the. <laughs> they're, they're honestly I reckon it's like it's like you getting smashed like you know like in, in a boxing match first first five rounds and then the next you know whatever X amount of rounds you're scared to get hit again. So they're scared to like. You know, throw throw a ball or you know offload. They're scared of like getting punished again, and that's why they're going back into their shells. You know, so like it's just I don't know. It's just it just seems every week we're ill-disciplined, and no one's getting the list. No one's you know getting a tip that you've got to you know you've got to uh, cut that out to have a chance. And then you know mm. we have Alvaro get sent to the send bin for ten minutes. Like I think we've had like five people now, or five times, five out of six games we've had someone sit sent for yeah, ten. Yeah, true. So like it's just, I don't know. If 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 you're that lack of confidence, just just do under sixes style or under nines. Just run the ball, kick to the corners, and then you know what? Just keep running the ball. Just keep like even if you're in the inside ten or twenty, just keep it simple. If you're if you're that scared and fragile, just keep it simple. You know, and well, that's right, Bertie. You know, you pass, your score, you get it out the back line. It's about grit, courage. Not pretty boys back when I was back in the day. We survived on grit. <laughs> And yeah. sometimes I only had one Chico roll a day. And even ones in the dirt tasted good. Sometimes a bit of prefab scallop round and chewy. We never had the shit and lived on the smell of an oily rag for fuck's sake. These days the kids are soft and I'm worried about hairdos that they are smashing it up the middle like a piston. Eating Cocoa Pops for breakfast. How can you be fit eating Cocoa Pops? The game's gone backwards and nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's as simple as you pass, you score. Don't overcomplicate things with <laughs> stupid rules. Bring back the hard days where men were men. I couldn't give two shits. And they had mustaches, for fuck's sake. Like Kerry Emsley. You don't make them like Kerry anymore. Party down the back, business up front, how a man should be. Bit of length is not bad. It's how men were thousands of years ago. And there were no hairdressers back then. They had to use shells. But for fuck's sake, we're moving away from what the ARL is all about. And that's toughness. Guys like Woods, the bearded lady, couldn't tear their way out of a wet paper bag, for fuck's sake. There's no real men and the clubs are all dying. Nobody cares. Look at the Paramount Eels. We've never recovered since 86. <laughs> the terrible days have happened. For fuck's sake, those bastards. And I was at home and I heard the news. We haven't won anything since 86. <sighs> Any para supporters here? They were the days. We were the champions. And the mighty fucking Parramatta Eels... <laughs> I tell you what, Sterling, he was a real man. Anyway, message to all the clubs in the ARL, for fuck's sake, stop mollycoddling these kids. That's why they're injured first game. Feed them a pie and a Coke and bash them anywhere. 
Uh, anybody remember those days? <laughs> it's funny you said that. I was just there last week. You pass your score and let the big pistons do the dirty work and punch it up the middle. Yo, are we recording this shit or what? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Like, yeah, you... I didn't know if I had to join in and be like, hey, man, brother. You can, take, you can take a breath now. I think he said that on one breath. He's turned blue. He's fainted. Yeah, well, he, had a, he had that, that done was, with a runny nose as well, man. You know. Oh, that That's was a great copy pasta. Great copy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I've had my rant. Let's get on to uh, another game, which was the Harold Matts going down 24 to Manly's 26, um, unfortunately, in their first final game, which sees them get a second lifeline against the Sharks this weekend. Um, they had a lead going into the final, uh, to the second half, but uh, Manly just ran them down, unfortunately. Yeah, um... Being down in Canberra, I wasn't able to get out to this one. But, um, yeah, just from the highlights, it looked like their they're big men, especially um, their number 13, just powered through our... He ran at our edges and we just didn't have anything for it. So, um, yeah, unfortunate for them, uh, especially after a big lead and the way they have been playing. Um, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect them to give up a lead like that. Um, so yeah, um, unfortunate for them. But as you said, they do have the sec the this week coming up. So you know, fingers crossed for that one. And this one at Leichhardt, as opposed to being at um, Lolo. Yeah, I was. Yeah, don't get me started on the um, out at Lotto Land rather than a, a neutral home ground where they usually play the games. Just back on that one, we actually had a um, a conversion attempt on the siren to level the scores. But I think it was from out wide, and they missed it. I followed. Yeah. I followed the live score on um on NRL dot com. Oh, sorry, New South Wales Rugby dot com. And yeah, they they the boys scored. I think it was about in the last minute, and the conversion attempt would have leveled the score. So just unlucky that it didn't go through. One of those things, but you know, you just got to come back next week and hopefully get a win against the Sharks. But that'll be another great encounter. Um, as Ham and Forty touched on last week, a lot of rivalry between Eels and Sharks in the junior reps. Um, on to some positives, which was in the Shield, Wenty 44, Cabra 18, um, and then uh, Wenty will be us playing the um, the Guildford Owls this weekend. Is that where the majority of our juniors come from, the Owls team in the Shield? Is that right? Yeah, um, the, usually what we do um, is the 20s that don't make the flag, they'll just go into... Um, well, we've, we've done that in the past, I'm not sure if that um, partnership is still running. I assume it is, though. All right. Um, so, unfortunately, couldn't get out to those games either because it all um, conflicted with the Saturday night game down in Canberra, which, Ham, you were in attendance. Good good luck to you, that three-hour trip. I'm sure it was a three-hour, very long trip on the way home. Uh, yeah, I don't mind the drive to Canberra. It's just being... Oh, I wasn't expecting the cold down there. It was freezing with the wind. <laughs> yeah, it was like four or five degrees on, on Sunday because um, my cousins were driving me back down there. Um, but it's it, the worst part of that drive is that double lane highway when you're starting to get closer to the um, the M5 because it's trucks in both lanes the whole bloody way back up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Ron Massey Cup went here with an, uh, their first win of the seat. No, not first win of the season, but with a win, um, 32 to Cabramatta 22. Again, unfortunately, nobody was out there, but a win's a win. Um, then on to the women's premiership as we highlighted the Bears running away 48-12 to 12 victors over the Wenty girls. Um, so they've got a lot to work on moving forward. And then in the flag, uh, another close encounter. Mounties 32, Eels 30. Yeah, um, again, uh, scheduling conflicts uh, in this game. But from the highlights, 
um, or on the try scorers list, we see again Dylan Brown and Jamin Salmon. So um, <clears throat> Jamin with two tries in two games, Dylan Brown uh, is just scoring tries at will. Uh, it seems um, I don't think I've seen the highlights of this game. I can't remember, but um, yeah, it's just uh, unfortunate. Obviously, just coming up against a, a better team in Mounties. I, I know that um, they had a I think it was a penalty goal. Uh, in the final in the final minutes of the game for them to kick ahead so yeah unfortunate for uh, the twenties boys but um, with salmon coming into the team and I, th- I believe it was Celesi Flanger's first game back uh, from injury so uh, good to see him on the field um, there's a lot of speculation about him leaving the club I know online um, he hasn't he's still at the Eels um, he's just had a, a I think I believe it was a, I'm not sure it was just an injury I believe. Um, so yeah, good to see him back on the field. So you know, once once they uh, get a groove going, I can yeah, they've got a, a good team to go keep going ahead. All right, and I just had um, a question from Gazza Matter, I think it is. Um, so he says I've heard good things about Dresler, but I'm yet to see him play. Any updates? And then um, we've got some other question to go to. But uh, uh, what are your thoughts on Dresler? Um, yeah, so. Well, he come down from, I believe, the Gold Coast. Um, we signed him last year or the year before. Uh, I've only seen a couple of him, him play a couple of games um, in the SG ball where he had a high work rate, um, can pass the ball, defends well. Uh, really good kid too. Um, I've met him a couple of times. He always comes over, shakes my hand. Um, you know, it's just good. To, he's, he's a nice kid to have a talk to. He knows his footy. Uh, he wants to be on the field. Unfortunately, I believe it was in round two last year when we played Manly, he suffered a devastating knee injury, which put him out for most of the season. And then um, during his rehab, um, I believe there was a complication with his elbow. So he also had to have um, surgery on that. And then he had clean-up surgery on his knee. So un- unfortunately for him, um, it's been a long, what, 14 months now that he's been out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, um, looking forward, I, I'd say he's probably he's one he's one of the the better forwards um, that we will ha- we would have in the uh, flag team. Uh, alongside that would be Kepi and Michael Tupo. Um, those three would really. Uh, sh- uh, shore up the middle, especially with um, two of them out. It's unfortunate um, for our 20s team, but Dresler individually, um, I can see good things for him, especially with his attitude towards training. It's just unfortunate for him that he's been out for a, a really extended period with injury. And then the last one, I'll throw it open to all three um, of you, but what with our decision to not match offers for Twal and Kepi, I was wondering if you guys could shed some light on juniors this year as being priorities up front. Um, I'll just touch on Twal. Um, obviously, the Tigers are going really well at the moment, so it's always going to be seen that you know losing players like Twal and then um, uh, the Gaelic Source as well. Um, you look over there and say, well, shit, they're performing. But then, on the same token, in the last uh, what half of last season when our boys were performing, you'd say, oh, well, it was great retaining Alvaro. Um, in place of Twile, because they're two fairly similar players. Um, Twile's probably got a bit more impact than um, Alvaro, but um, they're, they're both workhorses. So um, I think it was a club decision to retain Alvaro. Um, and unfortunately, you can't keep all your juniors. And Twile went over to the Tigers to uh, where he had a, a, an option to, to start and um, play first grade where that sort of wasn't available here. 
Yeah, um, I'm not too fussed on the on the loss of Twile because he's so similar to our pack. Um, you know, a similar size, similar body shape. I think he's in just a bit smaller than what we have currently. But um, yeah, Twile, I'm I'm not really fussed about. Kepi uh, will be a bit of a a bit of a loss. I believe, especially the way uh, he was playing this year before injury. Uh, he was pumping out uh, 60, 70 minutes. Uh, I think there was a game there I saw him play. He played 80 minutes full, um, you know, from a prop. And he had a he had a high work rate from from what I saw. So he, he'll be an unfortunate loss. He does have a, a, a bit to do before he could uh, make a first-grade team. Um his pass selection before the line. Uh, I believe his line speed... Um, needs a little bit more work so you know in in our system that's what we need is is a line speed he's obviously got the work rate for what we'd wanted and i believe the the club did want to um retain him uh but we just weren't able to match the offer that um uh manly were offering or have given him and it, it will be unfortunate but i i i believe there are better props coming through um, Oregon Kafusi is a year younger, very similar um, in in, uh, in talents to Kepi. Uh, Michael Tupo, um, he, he's more uh, of an impact forward. He's got really late footwork at the line. I believe he used to be a winger, so he has a lot of speed. Um, uh, who else? Dresler, obviously, uh, if he can get back on the field. Um, and Stefano Utoi Kamanu, who was named on an extended bench this week for the flag on our on the Parramatta Eels website. Um, it's just yeah, c- coming uh, off the uh, off a, a disappointing ball season. Um, you know, he he looks to have something different to what we have in first grade. Um, you know, he still he still works a little bit, but he's got. A, bit more size. I, I believe he'd actually be one of the big, bigger forwards at, um, signed by Parramatta at the moment. So um, he's definitely one to look out uh, for, for the rest of the year to see how he progresses and if he uh, can move into a regular starting spot in the flag. Yeah, just, just back on what you were saying there, Ham, about twelve, how he's so similar. That may be a, a problem with our system in regards to identification and bringing the forwards through. There seems to be a lot of guys, especially front rowers, who seem to all be the same body shape and have the same sort of attributes. And you can only run with one, maybe two of them in your NRL squad, I think, at a, when an NRL top 17. So is that something that maybe we need to look at, getting some bigger bodies as opposed to these other guys? Yeah, um, I think it came uh, with a change in... Um Philosophy in the juniors, uh, we are we are now seeing a bigger uh, bigger player coming through. You'll see when you see Stefano Utoikamanu, you look at him. I, I saw him as a sixteen year old, and I went, "How is he a sixteen year old?" You see him, you look at him, you go, "How is how is this kid eighteen years old?" He's, he's a big body. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. You are. Uh, we, we do have another worker in Jesse Cronin. Um, he, he works very hard. Good line speed. Great leadership. But he could end up being just uh, another workhorse um, that we do lose to another club, uh, which would be unfortunate. Cause I, I really like Jesse Cronin as a, as a player and as a person. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, yeah, you, you, um, I suppose our 
because I know Anthony Field started recruiting and going after our juniors. Uh, I believe it was he worked in the 14s, who are now 19. So you'll start to see there, whereas um, previously I, I, I can't remember who was in charge, but I'm not sure about the 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 um, what we looked for there, and I suppose that. You know, I have I don't know about junior identification or anything, but being a worker is a lot more noticeable and a lot easier to spot and to to develop. I sub- I don't really know. Um, I'm not trying to make excuses. I, I believe 100% that we do need a different body, and that's why I thought Kane Evans, you know, Kane Evans, Tony Williams, such good signings because you know they're a different body shape. Um, yeah, I I agree 100% that we do need different body shapes. There would, there will be um, a difference. Difference, you'll see a difference uh, coming through. Uh, from what I've seen, you know, you have your Stefano, who is, you know, uh, close to 195 centimeters tall, probably about 115 kilos. But then you'll have someone like Sam Hughes, um, you know, still tall. Uh, Dave Hollis is. Towering, I'm surprised he's not three meters tall. He's he's a very tall kid, uh, runs very he's very fast over over 20 30 meters. Um, but then we do have more workers like your Charbel Tassapale. Um, he's out on an edge. So yeah, it it is it is an interesting thing to see uh, uh, the different body shapes and what um, we have recruited or uh, have developed internally from our um, junior districts to see. You know, pushing them into first grade and developing a bigger body or a worker body, because um, you you do need um, you do need all different types coming through each year. Because you know, the one above might sign with a different club, or they mightn't work out in the end, or your first grade options might retire. So yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope that sort of answered your question. Well, I think as part of that, we did develop one um, in Junior Paulo who went and took the cash down in. Um, the the ACT so um, rumours out that we might be getting him back um, obviously we need um, one of those impact props we, we bought Kane Evans to sort of do that role this season and so far he's been a bit of a disappointment um, not to try you know heap any blame on one player but yeah it's been a little bit disappointing um, for yeah and you, you, you point out Junior Paulo and coming through with him um, Paulie Paulie he could have been um, you know a different body shape uh, if he was nurtured better as a junior, because I know we did a massive overhaul junior uh, thing when he was coming through. So if he was given better guidance, uh, you know, taught to train uh, better at a younger age, he might have turned out to become a better NRL player. Um, so he's another one that, you know, so there, 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 there will be bigger bodies coming through um, all the time. It's just, it all depends. And a lot of it, I believe, is personal attitude. Um, a lot of these kids are given the same amount of training, dedication, um, what have you. Um, and then it's, it's, it is up to them if they want to, especially at a younger age where they only train uh, three days a week, whether they want to go back and do extra training um, by themselves, um, eating properly, uh, going to school is a massive thing. I know with the club, uh, you got to make sure your grades are right and all that sort of stuff. So... You know, it, it, I believe in the end it is all up to the individual player coming through. Yeah, we used to have a 
a guy in the juniors because my mates used to play in the Parramatta district. Um, that Fraser Massinamu or whatever, like he was legit like the best prop, you know, under 16s and then 18s and then you know fell off the fell off. You know, he had off field problems and you know he he I was I was hyped about him. You know, thought he, this is a prop we could use in the future and then just yeah. Same thing at Penrith, they had a junior called Jaquil, you know, Fui Moano. You know, these these people, like, you know, they, they've got all this talent, you've got the size, the athleticism, and then they're just off-field, you know. You know yeah. No dedication, I reckon. Well, no no, no um, commitment to the league or something or the game. Well, that's the thing at the moment. There's no real standout um, impact props, I guess, across, well, not for each individual team in any event. I know you could pick out a couple of uh, Dragons, you know, probably a bench prop in Lee Snow Armau. Um, and then, of course, they're starting props uh, in um, Graham plus the the bloke that came from Raiders, whose name's just escaped my mind. Vaughan. Poor Vaughan. Vaughan. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Vaughan. Um, he's had a bit of a down season himself. Uh, but it seems with these middle forward slash props is that they go through patches of really great form and then fall out. Like, look at Jason Taumalolo back at, at North Queensland. Last year, he was probably the best forward in the game. And this season, he's sort of a shadow of himself on the back of a, a team that's also performing pretty poorly. Um, so, as I was saying just before with Twal, you know, last season it looked like we'd made all the right choices, but this season we start off really poorly whilst the Tigers are, you know, doing quite well. Um, you're obviously going to have these question marks about your recruitment and retention. Yeah, but that's that's, that's um, been a point that was brought up during the week, and I think it might have been on, on, the, on the Cumberland Throw website, where... The biggest difference in the interpretation of the rules this year where it's created more penalties, teams like us and probably like the Cowboys that are more compact and move better laterally around the field, they're not getting the time to run at tired, big front rowers like a lot of the other teams have got because there's so many stoppages in the game, those big guys aren't getting tired. And we've got a, a smaller mobile pack the Cowboys, apart from a couple of players, they've got a, a smaller mobile pack as well. And, and we're, the, we're probably the two teams that have suffered the most drop in form from last year to this year. And teams that are bigger in the forwards, like the Dragons and the Tigers, seem to be better in front. Same with the Panthers as well. Like the, both those three, three teams last year were sort of middle-of-the-road teams, and the Tigers probably even a bit lower. And under this new interpretation, their big forwards are getting longer spells during the game where they get a breather and can play for longer minutes and that's making a bit of difference to that Yeah, it might be just trying to find excuses for the way we're playing but I can see I think it might have been 60s who wrote that I can see where he's coming from there yeah um, yeah I've noticed um, especially with the referee um, the, the different interpretations of teams during the games I, I in particular watched Chechen this week um, when we're in defence he was constantly saying you know get back get back get back get off him get off him with the Raiders, he wasn't saying it as much. So, you know, they do do their homework on teams not being onside and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, you, and you say, you know, there's no time. There's, um, bigger players are able to spend more time on the field. Um, also with our team, and it could be a reason why we've had to go sideways often is because the opposition defensive line is set because they're allowed to lay on us a little bit more. I, I'm not saying I, I, I believe that could be a, a problem because we're not looking to try and get up. We sort of we we're mattresses. We just lay there, um, yep. not not kicking to get up. Um, 
there. So that's definitely a problem of ours where we're not trying to force um, the opposition from getting up. Uh, so they're able yes. to have that few extra seconds on, get a set defensive line, and then they're able to move up. And that is why we've had to go sideways a lot in our attack. I find that the, I find the service out of dummy half so far this season has been slower than it was last year too. So combine that with, as you say, not fighting to get up and get that quick play of the ball, then add the slowness out of dummy half. The other, the defensive line is a couple of metres ahead of where they should be because we're so slow in that area. And that's not giving us the time. So, so we've got our halves are rushing passes, trying to get the ball out wide to somebody in a better position than them. And by the time the ball gets two passes wide, the defence is up in their face and we're not making any any momentum forward. So so a lot of it's and us I think our doing. Yeah. yeah, it's a combination of all those factors and another one is the leg drive, you know. Um, I, I, I do still like Timmy Manor and Dan Alvaro and, you know, those workhorse middles, but they're not pushing through the line and you see those teams that are getting quick to bl- play the balls. They're earning the right to get quick to play the balls. Um, that, that tactic of... Uh, trying to get to your belly as soon as you make first contact uh, doesn't seem to be the interpretation this year. It seems to be that you have to win the ruck by uh, steamrolling your opposition, then being able to get to your belly and play it quickly. Well, if you get to your belly quickly, the defence, and especially the defence knows that, like Tim does it a lot. It was better last week. I thought he, he, he drove and carried defenders with him for a few metres more than he had in the past. But if you just dive to the ground to try and get that quick play of the ball, one, the referee claims that's a surrender tackle and lets the defenders lay there longer. And the defenders aren't constantly... Like if, you're still, if you're still carrying a couple of blokes with you with the leg drive, the defence and the referee is still walking backwards to make that 10 metres. If you're lying on the ground straight away, well, it makes it so much easier because the defence gets set a lot quicker than, and they're not... Momentum isn't backwards... It's already standing, still ready to go forwards at you. So there's a lot of there's a lot of little things that you probably don't think make a big difference, but at the end of the day and at the end of the game, it makes a huge difference the amount of go forward you get. Yes, yeah, a game of inches at the end of the day. That's exactly right, Pam. Um, all right, well let's move on to the previews, which we'll see Harold Matthews Eels taking on the Sharks at Leichhardt Oval, 10:30 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, Ham, will you and Forty be able to get out there? Um, I won't be. I've got my mum's birthday on, so she wants to do something for lunch, unfortunately. Well, happy birthday to Ham's yeah. mum. Um, so, yeah, I, I won't be able to get out to this one. But, um, yeah, like their uh, last encounter, it should be, you know, a really strong game. Um, fingers crossed the Eels win, so I do get to see them in the semi-final um, again this year. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, again, I don't know what happened last week, so I'm not sure exactly where it where it went wrong um, they just probably just need to stay in the game a little bit longer um, I did notice that we stopped scoring points when Kyle Leonard Kyle Leonard went off the field um, so you know may, maybe we should be looking to uh, keep him on for a bit longer if possible or um, he was in, in uh, interchanged with Sam Luizu who is usually a half or a centre maybe it is bringing Drew Lloyd um, onto the bench, so we've got a dummy half replacing a dummy half there. Um, you know, a whole heap of things. Um, you know, all all, all uh, hypothetical because I, I don't know what happened last week. But to win this one, um, you know, they just need to do exactly what they did in the in the final round. Um, just hit the ball up hard. Uh, look to get some offloads going. 
and uh, and then and then go to the edge. I, I suppose it's how to win any game. <laughs> really um, hit up hard, look for offloads, get a quick play of the ball, look to the edge. So saying, piston it up the middle and then pass it out the that's back. Right. The, pi- the piston. That's how that's how a prop should work as a pit. <laughs> so if you say that the wrong way, you have the integrity unit out and investigating that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're going to move on from that quite quickly. Um, Sunday, there's a lot of clashes about times with our first grade squad playing at 2pm. Um, so I don't know if anybody will be able to get to the Shield or the Ron Massey or the Women's Prem or the Flag. Um, so in the Shield, Wenty taking on Guildford Owls at Ringrose at 11am. Um, hopefully another good performance by Wenty. Alright, well I'll just run through them straight quickly because yeah, we're not going to be there. Um, Ron Massey Wenty against uh, the Guildford Owls, also at Ringrose at 3pm if anybody wants to get down there for that. Uh, in the Women's Premiership we'll see Wenty girls taking on the Mounties Sunday 9.30am at Ringrose um, Again uh, poor girls, their first season in the comp and it seems like they are the um, uh, the last runners in that comp but hopefully they can just sort of uh, score some tries each game and get a bit of confidence and keep betting better every single week. Uh, then in the flag, Eels taking on the Panthers for the second time this year, 1pm at Ringrose on Sunday. Um, they lost last time, but on that occasion they didn't have a certain uh, cash mark. No, that's right. There's a, there a couple that we didn't have. We didn't have uh, Jamin Salmon that day. Didn't have Celesi Fyinga. But we did have um, Sean Kepi playing that game. So uh, with this one, yeah, they just need to spark to life earlier compared to what they did in round one, where they only played sort of the last 10, 15 minutes and nearly got them in the end. So, yeah, they just got to play the 80, um, the 20s. I think they can win this one. And did we have Ethan Parry back that time? Or no, he's come he, back yeah, he has come well, back since then. You're right, too. We had um, Michael Cheer on the wing. So a lot of big changes there, and hopefully they can get the wood over Panthers and not get... Um, swept for this season like the first grade squad. Uh, then on to uh, up before the main game um, at 2 o'clock against Manly, which we'll see in the ISP Wenty taking on the Panthers at 11.45am also at ANZ Stadium um, there's a couple of different players in there that you might, if you're getting down there a bit early to keep your eyes on uh, Greg Lalesiwell playing back um, on the wing um, also looking um, Cameron King to see whether he's sort of lifting his game at hooker. Uh, Ray Stone is somebody to keep your eye on in the 13 jersey. And uh, I can see your man, um, uh, Birdie, um, well, your second man, uh, Jack Morris in the 15. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, but your your main man, he's, he must be injured because he's not in this team list for... Um, 21. For he's 20. in the 21, mate. Yeah, he's in the 21 NRL, yeah. Jersey number twenty-one. Oh, my apologies. Um, that, that's that's why he's not in the um, Wenty lineup. <laughs> Another one to look out for Dane Okafalau. He's had a he's had a really good start to the year. Hopefully, he can continue it. Fox at A and the ISP. That's on Fox this week, isn't it? I am not quite. Sure. If you give me one second, I'll try look that up. So, uh, wait, does that mean that Morata, if he doesn't make the squad, he can't play for? If him? he's if he drops yeah. out early, he will. Yeah, that's correct. If he if he's if he's taken out the day before, again. <laughs> don't jinx him. But I think 
<laughs> just one second. I'm just getting this Foxtel guy up for him. I think um, for I think Birdie wants to sell off all of his signed photos of Murata on eBay. So he so if he makes his first grade debut, they'll be worth a lot more. <laughs> oh, yeah, <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> no, like uh, yeah, what's gonna say? I was gonna say something. I forgot. <laughs> Look, what's the contract situation with him? Because has he signed? Is he going? Is he staying? You know, well, like, um, surely it's like as far as I know, there hasn't been a, a contract. There was rumor that um, he was going to the Sharks. I think it was, um, but at this stage, yeah. there hasn't been any release uh, from anyone. Um, you know, fingers crossed he stays because he's a, he's a good. I like him as a player. He, he just, he just. I think he like George Jennings. I think he just needs his chance now. We've seen George um, playing really strongly yeah. in first grade. I, I think uh, Murata can do pretty much exactly the same thing. Um, I think, he, I think he's ready for first grade. He just, he just needs his one shot, one opportunity to seize everything he ever wanted. Oh. Hopefully he gets a. <laughs> hopefully he gets a shot, man. No. It'd be a big tease, like to be honestly, like to be to be named in the twenty-one man squad, and like literally not get a sing- not even give us like you know like a, a chance. It, it it should like you know it dents his confidence, even though he's not even playing. Yeah, oh, for you know, sure, like, and especially just, with the team yeah. playing the way they are, and we do need a bigger body, and yeah. he is a bigger body, um, especially coming off the bench. He can play on the edge. He can play in the middle. Um, yeah, I, I I can't see why he wouldn't be playing if it's if he has signed with another club. And but surely he's training or... the house down. He's he's training the house down. You know, trying to give Brad Arthur, you know, trying to impress Brad Arthur. Like you know, surely he's doing everything he can off field to get a shot. It's just you know, I yeah. Don't know. It, I even on the know. field, he's playing really well. Um, from the stats and the games that I've seen him put on the put out there, so yeah, it's it's. You know, on the edge, maybe it would be tough to create. I suppose Manu's not having a good um, year so far. Um, Tep's uh, injured with his concussions, but you know there there's not there's not usually a spot on the edge. But for a player of his talents and one that you know we can sort of build or add to a forward pack, I, there there is definitely a spot for him on the bench. I, I believe that. The, he can have there. He's got a he's good leg speed. Um, he's pretty quick. Covers ground pretty quickly. Defends well. Um, I'm not sure what more he has to do to make a make the first grade team. If it's you know if we're looking, for, I suppose this week looking for a bit of experience in Gower, um, possibly. Um, but other than that, um, I, don't, I don't don't see why not. Or- I've got an answer for you guys. It will be televised live on Fox um, from 11.45am. So if you can't get out to the game, um, whack that on to see Wenty and you can see uh, Reed Marnie have a run around. Um, he seems to be one of the better prospects for first grade, um, especially with our lack of... Reed Marnie's playing moment. leg. And also... This yeah. is ISP. Oh, what am I talking about? Yep, no, I've, I've completely lost the pot. You'll see maybe, Cameron uh, King. Maybe it's an error like the just, first Just edit that out. You'll be right. <laughs> no, I don't edit that out when I'm just being a dumbass. <laughs> People need to know that your host is an idiot. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to the first grade, which will see the Eels taking on Manly at 2 o'clock, not 4 o'clock. Um, so, uh, 
it'll only be on Fox or Live Pass, or better yet, get down to the game, support the boys. They're running 16th. It's easy to get out there to games when you know we're running in the top four and everything's looking pretty. Uh, it's a lot harder to get out there when you know things aren't looking great and you're not expecting a win and. You know, but the boys need to down there. Let's do it. Let's get our first win of the season. So, 2017 results, which saw the Eels beat uh, Manly 20 to 12 at Lotto Land uh, early in this season. We don't want to talk about it again, but the Eels went down 54 to nil over at Lotto Land. Um, so, Seagulls coming off a big loss to the Tigers last week. Us coming off a not so big loss against Raiders, but still looking pretty hapless. Apparently, this is the first game between these two teams at ANZ Stadium, according to um, the NRL website, so I'm not quite sure if that's all true, um, but we'll take it that it is. And just quickly running through the team list, um, which we'll see. Uh, I've just got to get my phone up because it's on the main page. Just going back on the... Um, which we'll see. Go on. Yep. Yes, yeah, so go him. I was just going to no, say, yeah, him. it would be because... Um, you know, we usually play them. We usually used to play them at Parramatta Stadium, and then um, we didn't play them at home last year. So yeah, definitely, yeah, absolutely the first game we've played them at ANZ. We haven't played them in the finals that much actually either, because they were shit when we were good. Yeah. And we were shit when they were good. <laughs> um, all right, let's on to the team list, which sees Clint Gutherson uh, staying at number one. Now Jared Hayne comes back into the squad, but at on the wing in place of Bevan French who was still carrying that shoulder injury so it was quite disappointing last week but obviously he was still injured and he goes back to the injury ward um, Michael Jennings in the centre and the return of Brad Takarangi all the pre-season news was he was going to be staying at second row but he's already been shifted to centre um, which is my preferred position for him at this point in time um, and George Jennings uh, retains his wing spot um, after a couple of good hitouts. Corey Norman, Mitch Moses in the halves. Kane Evans getting the starting spot. Kozer stays at number 9. Tim Matter in 10. Manu Mayu, after a disappointing start of the season, gets a chance to redeem himself on that le- edge, uh, sorry, left second row uh, position. Tony Williams stays on the right edge to begin with. And Penny Terrapo moves into the 13 uh, with Tepe Marola out with head knocks. And Nathan Brown still seems to be a week away with his um, syndesmosis slash high ankle sprain. Uh, Will Smith returns to the team in that hooker utility position with Ken Edwards, David Gower and Dan Alvaro on the bench. So a return with David Gower and Bo Scott moves to the extended bench along with Josh Hoffman, Sui Matangi and uh, Birdie's man, Murata Niakore. And then for Manly, they have uh, Tom Travojevic, Brad Parker and Akula Uate in the uh, wing spots, Dylan Walker, Brian Kelly... Uh, in centres, so Dylan Walker's back since last time we uh, played them. Lachlan Croker, Daly Cherry Aarons in the halves, Adam Fanua Blake, Marty Tapau in the starting props with Abby Corasau in the starting hooker position, Joel Thompson and Jack Gosweski uh, starting second rowers with Jake Travojevic at lock. Um, so Jack will be there in place of, uh, was one of the, um, the the one that came from Tigers. Can you look a second? No. <laughs> the other bloke that got injured who came from the Tigers. Oh, Curtis. Um, Curtis Heronin. Uh, Curtis. Curtis. That's the one. Um, then they've got Matthew Wright um, on the interchange bench. He's more of a fullback slash winger. So that's a bit of an odd choice. Um, Sean Lane, Lloyd Perrett and Pasaka as well um, with John O'Wright, Lewis Brown, Frank Winstein and Sipley in the uh, extended bench. 
Alright, so obviously that starting 13's got a lot to live up to um, if they're going to be able to take on Manly starting 13, especially their, their forward rotation with Adam Fanua, Blake, Marty Tap, Tapau and uh, Coruscant, who's been um, quite dangerous around the ruck. Yeah, I think another one to watch out in this game is Daniela Paseca. Uh, and well, their bench is absolutely massive. Sean Lane, Lloyd Parrott, Taniela Paseca. Um, you know, we've had problems shutting down the bigger guys. I thought we did reasonably well last week. Um, these guys are a completely different level um, size-wise to the Raiders guys. Um, yeah, I think Paseca's nearly two metres tall, about 120 kilos or something. So um, their bench, our, our bench will have to be absolutely on... Our whole team will have to be on song. Um, to stop these guys um, this week. Um, yeah, so, you know, our forwards need to aim up once again um, and, and I suppose look for that quick play the ball. And sorry, also stopping the dumb penalties. Um, I just... It, it's really simple uh, what we need to do, um, but... It's getting them all to do them, uh, to play as a team as opposed to playing uh, individuals with individual efforts. Um, I, we were saying before that you know I don't think it's the the effort hasn't been the issue in the last two weeks. Um, it's been having a coordinated effort, I would say, um, so that everybody's on the same page, everybody's playing off the same uh, tip sheet um, and playbook. Um, obviously, that hasn't happened. So hopefully, um, I, I don't know. Brad Arthur can find that ball um, from uh, that Space Jam movie. You know, somebody's stolen all of their talent. They just need to find <laughs> that ball so they can um, all get their talent back. <laughs> yeah, they need something. I don't know what it is. It's it's one of them things that you can see the players frustrated out in the field. You can see how disappointed a lot of them were in the sheds after last week's game. And, and really, they're the only blokes that can turn it around. And they need to get together and work as a team and as you say all be singing off the same out of the same songbook and I mean, what more can we say than what we said for the last five rounds as it is we're still not doing the things that worked for us last year um Gaza Matter over on um LU's posted something there that's quite amusing and it might be one way we can get a win he's suggesting that we um we sign Jackson Hastings before the weekend and naming the play in the team against Manly and Manly would rather forfeit than play in the same field as him <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's lateral thinking for you. Yeah. Or maybe we, <laughs> that's a maybe great we one. do sign him and all they want to do is fight him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going to work. I mean, I've just had a quick look through some of the players list there. And the tackles efficiency in NRL, we like it to be around 90. There's quite a lot of guys in our squad that are below that at the moment. And and even some in the, in the, 70, in the high 70 percentages, which is not good enough for NRL level. And that's the sort of things they've got to work on get the tackle efficiency right and that's you know, okay Raiders only scored three tries against us Penrith only scored one but look at the metres they ate up getting up our end of the field in both those last two games yeah we might have muscled up on the try line apart from a couple of really bad lapses last week when um, the winger scored there untouched when they had the extra man on the blind side that was yeah, you know, the winger was our winger. I think it was George Jennings was calling players across, and no one come across to help him. So he had no hope of stopping Rapana. And the other one was the big dummy that Austin threw, that completely beat three players who completely overread the play. And yeah, you know, everybody knows Austin's going to throw a dummy when he gets close to the line, and no one got it. 
They all fell for it, every single one of them. And this is just plays where you can see guys are trying, are rushing up and trying too hard, and they're overreading the play. And just you just keep in a straight line and, and do things right. Even the kick chase in the second half of that game against the Raiders, the the, ki- the kicks the kicking was pretty good, but the chases weren't. There. You know they were, they were disjointed. It gave White and plenty of room to get back. You can't do that sort of stuff, especially against Tommy Turbo this week. He'll cut you to ribbons if you don't come up in a straight line on the kick chase. Yeah, we've got to get back to basics and do the fundamental things right because this Manly team, yes, they got beaten comprehensively last week by the Tigers, but they're going to want to come back and you know and, and play better for their fans of what they did last week, like we're trying to do, and we're, we're over trying, we're trying too hard. But Manly gave us an absolute pace in him round two. So they're going to come in this game with plenty of confidence and their forwards are going to say, oh, we'll just run straight over the top of him here. We've got to muscle up. If we don't muscle up in this game, we'll lose it in the middle of the park before the outside backs even get to touch the ball. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, so last time we played them, um, Tapao and Lloyd Parrott, and, you know, their big boppers and Fanua Blake, they're offloaded at will. Like, they literally... Just kept offloading and we couldn't stop it. So it'll be interesting to know, see if the players can learn from their mistakes and try to shut down the offloads because, you know, everyone knows they're going to offload, but like they just let them do it. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, really interesting to see um, if they've learned from their mistakes this week. And and we've got to make them earn it um, out of their own half. In our last match, I think, gosh, I don't I don't think Manly hardly had to cut the ball back from their own ten or twenty. Uh, because all we did was give away an inside the 10 pedal in, they were right back on the attack again. And, you know, we've been doing the same thing since since round one, um, just allowing other teams forwards to uh, get get an easy trip up the field, and then they're, they're, all, they're always inside our, our 50. Yeah. So, um, whilst we're just cutting our ball out of our own end, uh, repeatedly. It was 18 zip after 10, um, inside 10 minutes last time we played, and we, we touched the ball once in the, in the first 10 minutes, and they just... Run over the top of us, 40-20, couple of dumb penalties we gave away, gave them field position, and they just barged over the top with their big forwards. Early in the game, when their big forwards are fresh, you can't afford to let them be camped inside your 20-metre line. I mean, that's just that's just cr- craziness, and we've got to learn from that. That's the thing. So far this season, when we've lost the next week, we haven't seemed to have learned from the way we lost the week before. So it'll be interesting to see now, if you know, with a few changes in and a bit of fresh blood into the team, whether that will kick things along a bit and I, I like the idea of having Hayne on the wing not just because he's sponsored by 1-800-Poo-Man because <laughs> he's wearing the number 2 jersey but because I think he's probably got a bit to offer coming out of our own end which you know he, he's a bigger body he's he's hits the line hard He's if he gets a bit of broken field play he's good at getting around defenders so it'll be interesting to see how he goes anyway and, and I'm sure he'll do his sponsor you, proud you mentioned the um, working it out of his own NPM and I think our wingers this week are probably the best um, that we have it that with uh, George Jennings and Hayne it'll, it'll be you know we won't have to rely on Gutherson to um, work it out every single set we've got those two able to work it out so he'll be able to do a, f- a bit more up in the attacking end so yeah it's definitely um, you know hopefully they get uh, our set starting off uh, on the on the right foot rather than when we've had uh, Hoffman of our, uh, and French back there um, starting off a, a bit a bit slowly All right, and to wrap it all up, uh, do we want to do some um, predictions? Uh, Bertie. Um, 
I'm thinking this. I didn't get a prediction last week, so I'm thinking this week we're going to win uh, 19 uh, 12. And first try scorer, Jared Hayne on the wing. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's it. Do for we know me if Hayne's going to be on the right or the left? Oh, yeah, fuck. Whatever side he wants to go on. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> if, if he's on the right, he'll be coming up against Aku Uato, who's um, had a pretty poor start to the season. Actually, so. the other guy, because I think the other guy is usually a centre, yeah. that, that, the ringer. Ke- so, yeah. Kelly is a centre, but with um, Dylan Walker coming back into the squad, he's been shifted out to the wing. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say he's played badly out there. He's played quite well, actually. I'd say he'll, be, Hayne will probably be on the right, I think, because George was on the left last week. Yeah, George could stayed we, on the left. Could so. we see um, Hayne and Jenko uh, on, on one side? You know, Michael Jennings. I, I think that, that that would be the the case because Michael stayed on the right to shore up that right defence. So it could possibly be having the dual threat like it was with Jenko and, and Semi at times. Mm. All right, on to him. Um, I've been making little changes every week because I'm, I'm a very superstitious person when it comes to winning at Parramatta. <laughs> Last week, um, I took out one of my piercings. That didn't work. This week, I've got a haircut, and I'm not going to make a prediction. So there's two things <laughs> I'm not going to do this week. So sorry. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm grabbing a haircut as well, so maybe that might Fingers be the crossed. difference to him. Um, PM. Oh, well, I'm a bit like him. I'm pretty superstitious. I've tried every different training shirt and jersey so far when the games have been on. None of them have worked. Um, I've had a different drink. One one game I'll have a bourbon, the next game I'll only drink water. That hasn't helped either. So I've given up deciding. Obviously it's not superstitious. They're just not playing good enough at the moment and I'm not going to make a prediction. I just want to see some effort and especially if any of the guys make, if Nikakore or someone happens to make a debut, I just want to see how good they go in, in the top of the you know, in the top of the tree in the NRL and see guys like Gowie have a run who haven't had a run so far this season I just sit back and in, in, enjoy it I suppose and yeah, as long as we put in a decent effort not like we did in round two I'll be happy well I won't be happy with a decent effort I'll be happy with a win so um, anything less than that what we're 0-7 and season whilst it's not done you know what we've got to win um, 24 minus 7 is 17 We'd have to win 13 of 17. Only got four left to drop. So, um, it's, at, it's at that point this this far, and they've dug themselves this deep. They've got to dig themselves out. Um, having said that, if they do get a win, uh, they're playing some teams after that with a couple of injury concerns. Um, but it's getting that first one. And who would have thought at the beginning of the season we'd be 0-6 in round? Well, definitely not me. I predicted our first 12 to win. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault, Ham. You jinxed us. We might lose 12 in a row because of that. <laughs> um, all right, so a win for us, and I think um, uh, the king in the West to get a, a try this week, um, whether or not it's the first try, but um, and to pump up all the boys after scoring one. Um, he did a, he did really well last week coming back, and he was probably the best of our 17, which is a bit alarming considering he came back off a almost nine-month layoff for, with an ACL. Um, all right, let's jump into plugs, Birdie, at... Uh, Bevan haven't won. You know, um, I, I, I'm going to mention again NFL this week, but only because um, my club, my team made the tough decision to ta- uh, to cut a player who was like yeah, was say. a son to the owner. Now it, um, they got they released Des Bryant. Now it got it got me uh, thinking like maybe Brad Arthur, Brad Arthur has to make some tough decisions and drop 
some some favorite players of his, you know, like make the tough decisions, you know. We just saw, you know, they just cut one player, literally release him. Now I'm not asking to release players, but maybe send them to winning, you know. If it's gonna make the club or the organization better for the team, you probably have to, you gotta to have to do it. So, you know, maybe Scott gets dropped, you know, like um, yeah, just maybe Manu. Well, Scott has been dropped, so Oh has he? Oh okay. Well, that. <laughs> cut that bit out. Maybe like, you know, like he probably you have to take you know, don't be afraid to drop your favourite players. You know, you gotta forget loyalty. At the end of the day, the team has to come first. And it doesn't matter what you've done in the past, you know, you've gotta if it's yeah, yeah that's it. I can't bother saying the rest. <laughs> yeah, well, your poor Cowboys, um, he's gone. Uh, he was never the same after that. Um, was it a leg break? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. About four years ago, yeah. Yeah, he'll go somewhere else now and, but and kill it. You watch. I reckon he'll probably, he'll, you watch, he'll be picked up by um, the Patriots and go on to a Super Bowl this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right, yep, Ham. On Twitter at HamSamage22. Uh, no bands this week because something more important. Uh, record store day on 21st of April. Um, there's a couple of just get out to your local record store, buy buy some vinyl, buy a CD, um, just get involved with your local music scene. And PM, PM yes at Paramatters on Twitter, and we've got the store sportpersonambucker.com.au. Plenty of gear on there. You can use the discount code. Para podcast and you'll get 10% off your order and free shipping on orders over $100. I don't have any of the new season jerseys in there because I think they're a jinx. That's why we're not winning. Yes. Um, obviously, we need some jerseys by somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> and you can catch us at uh, Para Podcast on Twitter and forward slash Para Podcast on Facebook. Um, yeah, just a win. Win this, boys. Win it. Do it. Do it for yourselves. Not for not for anybody else, but... Forget the fans. Just get over just the line. It. Score some tries. Do it for yourself. Do and it. your fans. And do your club. Do it for the Chico Rolls. <laughs> just do it for Chico Rolls. Yes. That's all I've got. Pass the ball. Piston it up the middle. <laughs> there will be a warning. Course language. All right, Frequent course language in this podcast. <laughs> Alright boys, well thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you on the next Power Podcast. Bye!